Welcome to Retire Simply, a show designed to take the fear out of retirement unknown and replace it with joy, freedom, and confidence. Your hosts are Scott and Angela Winstead, a husband and wife duo who share their industry knowledge in a fun and casual way to help steer you in the direction of your retirement goals and dreams. Having worked with hundreds of families in the area over the last decade, they've learned some common themes that are standing in the way of people having the retirement they imagine. Join them as they give you tips and tools to navigate the world of retirement, to make it uncomplicated and simple. This is Retire Simply. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Retire Simply. I'm Scott Winstead. And Angela's here too. With Compass Retirement. And we're so happy to have you back this week. We're going to continue our discussion on all things risk-related to your retirement. And this is the third episode in our four-part episode regarding risk and your retirement. And we've spent the last two weeks really talking, uh, I would say, what, Angel, foundationally, Exactly. About risk. Yep. So you have a clear understanding. And really, you know, understanding all the different areas of risk to your retirement. So we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, living too long can be a risk, the market, taxes, health, right? Um, So a lot of different risks associated to your retirement. And then at the last episode, we spoke a lot about a risk score. Right. The which, thing that we're always looking for with people. Yeah, which is, a, I think, a really interesting um, analysis and exercise to walk through. It's really important, uh, but really understanding on a level of maybe 1 to 99, uh, 1 being the most conservative, 99 being just the craziest amount of risk you could take, um, where do you really fall? Yeah, and uh, you know we do run... Uh, this risk assessment on all of our clients so we know how to best serve them and structure their money. But, you know, honey, do you remember just how accurate that risk assessment is? I'm going to tell you, it's a really detailed risk assessment. And sometimes people are like, is that really my risk score? Do you remember we had someone that was like an 85 and they're like, I'm not that risky at all. Let me take it again. And they were only a point different. Yeah, I do actually. And and (laughs) the, um, the exercise uh, to walk through that it does a really nice job. It kind of uses technology now, that whole artificial intelligence mm-hmm. uh, technology to really uncover how you do feel about risk. So um, I know you always like to say uh, it really matches your head and your heart. Yes, um, it in, harmonizes that. In terms of how you want uh, your retirement to look and your money to perform. And and again, as we've spoken about, you know, risk across the board doesn't mean that every dollar you own has to have the same level of risk. Mm -hmm. But what it does mean is that all the money you own and have has to be, I think harmonized was a good word. It has to be uh, put together in a manner that's going to play nicely with your overall goals and your overall plan. Because at the end of the day, that's that's the main thing, right? Making sure that you're getting accomplished what you want to get accomplished. Um, And I would say doing it in the least with the least amount of risk that you need to. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like you've shared before, lots of times we find that people are um, riskier than they need to be to make their plan work. So we just want to make sure that when you come in and visit with us, that we're all clear on what that number is. And we get there lots of different ways in organizing people's money. Um, but we have to find the fit that's right for each individual. Yeah. And risk is one of those things that 
we can control. Mm-hmm. We get to decide, you know, how we invest, what tools we use to invest. So we can control that. And the success, you know, of, of your retirement really comes down to the money you keep versus the money you make. And so making sure that, um, you know, I always have, have been told, you know, if you've won the game, why do you keep playing? So if you've already saved enough and you already uh, have enough uh, put away to have your retirement work uh, with a reasonable rate of return, do you really need to go out there and still, you know, swing for the fences and and maybe uh, try to wildcat and find that next hot stock or investment to really make a bundle on? Yeah, it is definitely a mind shift. Um, when we are working and putting money away versus no longer working and putting money into our accounts. Exactly. And so you, we talked about uh, last time that today we would be mentioning and going into a little bit more in depth on the way risk really functions inside of your retirement plan. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about types of risk. We've talked about how it sits with you maybe personally, but how does it really function inside the retirement? So we're going to spend some time today uh, digging in a little deeper on that. So the first thing I want to just uh, talk to you about, right, is the concept of being a saver versus a spender. Ah, exactly. And For most everyone, we've all been taught really, uh, I would say, probably in an easy manner, how to be a saver. Yeah, you start when the kids are little, right? Yeah, I had them how to save. Yeah, my first piggy bank was actually a. It looked like a pig. Yeah, and it was a a uh, a metal pig that had a screw in the middle of it underneath. And if you undid that screw, it broke into two pieces and all the change would fall out. Oh my gosh, I had one of those too. Was it kind of smaller? Kind of smaller, yep. 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 Um, so I used to used to sit on the floor in my bedroom as a kid and open that up and get the coins out and all that. Now I did graduate uh, to something a little more sophisticated. So my dad's from Mississippi, my mom's from New Jersey. And so my dad took a uh, tall Dixie can beer <laughs> and actually turned it into a piggy bank for me. So I also had the Dixie can beer piggy <laughs> bank as well. Um, not so easy to get the money out of there, but yet still just as fun. So anyway, we've all been taught to save. Pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Some people it was, hey, for every dollar I make, I'm going to put away 10 cents or whatever that was. But what we we haven't really been taught is how do you then, number one, spend money and also make sure that it lasts. Yeah. We're looking for the most efficient and effective manner to take that money out. And I find from after years and years of helping people plan retirement, that the way that most people judge their finances and the success of their finances is based on looking at a statement Uh and saying, did I make money or did I lose money? Exactly. And I've been on the receiving end from a lot of clients over the years with that being the criteria. Hey, Scott, you either did a good job for me because we made money this year or man, Scott, you're kind of a bum (laughs) and we lost money this year. And I'm not suggesting that there aren't ways as a, you know, planner or an advisor to tilt the scales into the favor of our clients and help them make more or lose less. Yes. But whether you make money or you lose money is typically a function of really what the market has done. Mm-hmm. You could be the best planner in the world, and when you have in March 
you know, uh, COVID happened and you have the fastest 30% drop in the history of the stock market ever. It took 22 days for the market to drop 30%. I don't care how great of an investor you are. Everybody looked like a bum at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would, I would say that maybe judging the number on the statement going up or going down is probably not the best criteria for seeing how your retirement is going to function and, and, and maybe how much risk you actually need. Right. Like that's not dictating the success of your retirement. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you're saving money, we call it being a saver when you're working with a paycheck Mm -hmm. and you've got that IRA or that 401k and 403b. Remember those teachers. And you're putting money into that bucket Mm -hmm. and you open up the statement the first year at the end of the year and you look at it and gee whiz, I made 10%. Yay. Yay. That's great. That's great. And then the second year you put money in that saving bucket, only you open up your statement at the end of that year and gee whiz, I lost 10%. Uh Ooh, right? But when you made the 10% the first year, you lost the 10% the second year, was it really your money at that point? Hmm, Let's think about this one. And I guess we would probably say no, right? We would agree, no, it's not. So when you're saving money, and the market goes up and then the market goes down, it's really just a number on a computer screen or on a piece of paper going up and going down. So the first year it went up, that wasn't all your money yet. And the second year when it went down, you really didn't lose all that money yet. And why is that? Well, it's because you didn't take any money out of the account. You saved the money. Mm -hmm. So it's what we call unrealized So you didn't realize the gain yet. You didn't realize the loss yet because you hadn't taken anything or sold anything. And that's why when you look at your statements, there is a column that says unrealized gains and losses. That's a very good way to explain that. Very simple to understand. But then you start to transition from being that saver that we were all taught easily had to do. Yep. And dumping our money into our accounts. And then we retire and we go right into being a spender. So we start taking money out of the accounts. Now remember, if we're talking about those 403Bs or that IRA or that 401k, we mentioned uh, several episodes back during our tax discussion about mandatory distributions. So whether we want money out of the account or whether we don't, when you reach a certain age, you're forced to take money out. Yep. And if you're not already forced to take it out, that number, that age for you is age 72. Right. So at that point, when you take money out of an account or you sell something out of the account, whether the market goes up in a year or down in the year significantly impacts your retirement. Significantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For instance... Let's say that you retire, you become that spender. Instead of putting money in, you're taking money out. And you have to take out for round numbers for today, let's say 4%. We have to take out. Okay. So the first year I'm in retirement, good year in the stock market. I open up my statement. Heck yeah, the stock market made 10%. I have to take out 4%. So the market made 10, I took four. How much did I realize? Your account is up 6%. 6%, right? I made 10, I sold out because I had to take four. So I'm up six. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with my advisor at that point. I'm actually taking him or her to lunch. (laughs) Now, the second year in retirement, we're not so lucky. 
And remember that mandatory distribution has to come out every year. So let's just say it's 4% again for easy numbers. Only the second year, the stock market loses 10%. Mm -hmm. So the market lost 10 and I was forced to sell out down there and get money and take out another 4%. So how much did I realize in a loss that year? Wow, 14%. 14%. And it's no longer a number on a piece of paper going up and down. It's what we call realized. So when the market goes up or when the market goes down and you take money out of the account or you have to sell out to take money out of the account, you now have locked in the good or the bad. And that's how people start to run out of money or potentially could run out of money. I think that brings up a really good point and something that we often talk about when people are retiring, which means they stop putting money in their accounts and they're having to take some money out for their sit on the porch number or their living expenses, and that market really drops, that's where people get in trouble because they're not putting money in their accounts anymore to help it bounce back up. They're starting from that smaller amount and trying to get it to grow. You got it. And I would even say that when you're saving money and that market drops 30%, that's an incredible opportunity. That's a buying opportunity. Yeah, that right? exactly, exactly. So there's this there's this really big concept that most people are not familiar with in terms of their retirement. And I have to say it's probably one of the most important fundamental foundational concepts that a retired a retiree or someone close to retirement needs to learn. And it's called the sequence of returns. Mm. And really what this means is when you save money, the order of the stock market returns. Now, I don't know from year to year if they're going to be a good year. We call it a green year, right, in the green. Or if it's going to be a red year, right, a down year in the market. We don't know. I just know it's going to be green or red. Yep. And when you're saving money, believe it or not, the order that those returns come in really doesn't matter. No. If you start at point A, and you go 10 years out and you get up years and down years and at the end of 10 years you still and you don't take anything out you have you have the same amount of money regardless of the order that those returns come in exactly and it's that's a, a, and, and big concept a, big a lot concept. of people don't realize that however when you take money out of the account cuz we're talking about risk the order that those returns come in or the sequence that they come in drastically changes your bottom line. For instance, let's go back to the example. I, I'm now a spender in retirement. The first year I have to take out 4% to live on. The first year the market makes 10%. You told me, Angela, that if the market made 10 and I take 4, I'm up positive plus 6% in my account. I made 6 yeah. even after I took money. Mm-hmm. But now let's say the next person retires and they take that same 4% with the same amount of money starting point. Only the sec- that, f- that year for them, the market loses 10. Doesn't make 10, it loses 10. So the market took 10 and they took four. Where are they at now? Now their account's down 14%. So you could have two people, the exact same amount of money, the exact same age, the exact same goals, the exact same withdrawal for income. And just because of the randomness, 
or the sequence of those varying returns, one person's positive 6% up in the account, the other person's down 14. Because they just decided to retire in two different years. And so the sequence of returns is really, really, really important. And it's an exercise that if you're not familiar with or you haven't walked through, you really need to reach out and let us help you with this. Yes. This sends your retirement on a completely different trajectory depending on how you experience what the market does. Could you imagine retiring in 2008? That year, the S&P 500 lost about 38% and you took four. Yeah. That's a 42% loss in the first year. And mathematically, it becomes darn near impossible to recover from that. Well, especially because we're not dumping money in those accounts anymore. I think that is really the point to hit home is how differently those accounts, those returns, everything you're talking about, how drastically they change when we stop dumping money. Yep. And and so I just want to make sure, and we want to make sure that you really understand the way taking money out of the account when your money is exposed to risk, right? How drastically it can affect the course of your retirement. Absolutely. This is a new mindset for everybody. It's a new way to look at things. Um, And I'm just going to say it's one of those things you need to hop on board and understand how that works so that you really feel empowered and in control of your retirement. So listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a question, now's your chance. You can scroll down under the episode and you'll see this week's offer. It's really a link to my calendar for a 15-minute introductory call. Click on schedule your call and it'll take you right to my calendar. I look forward to chatting with you soon. So when we start talking about risk within your retirement, the main thing that you really want to be focusing on is making sure you have different amounts of money or different accounts exposed to different levels of risk so that you're never in a position to have to take money out of an account that might be down for a certain amount of time. Now, whether you're taking that money out for a vacation or whether you're taking money out because you're forced to, it doesn't really matter the reason. You just want to make sure that you've got other areas um, or accounts or tools that you can tap into that you could take money out that aren't affected by the ups and the downs or the unpredictability of the stock market. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain types of tools out there that offer guarantees for us, right? We can't lose money if the market goes down. So that's a, that's a great tool to have. Yeah, it's a good piece. Yeah. There's some tools out there, another great tool to have that don't guarantee our, our principal, but they buffer our downside. So maybe they say, hey, um, if the market drops between you know zero and 10%, you're going to participate to that. But if it drops below 10%, you're okay. You don't lose anything. So maybe that's another great tool, right? You buffer some of your downside. Mm-hmm. Then there's tools out there that say, hey, you're going to get all the upside, but to come up with all the upside, you're going to have to be willing to go with all the downside. I call that riding wide open. Yeah. And there's, again, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely but not. But you want to make sure that you have a varying degree of risk on different accounts, especially the ones where you're going to be forced to do something. Why don't you remind them a little bit about where they're forced? So the accounts, again, where you're forced to take money out, those would be your pre-tax accounts, typically their retirement accounts, a traditional IRA, a 403B, a 401K, maybe if you owned your own business, a SEP IRA, but again, the ones you have not paid taxes on yet. Yeah. So you want to just make sure that you're taking a look at this. We're happy to help you with it. Uh, This is something where I think we've got, um, you know, a little bit of time right now. 
between uh, November with a big election coming up and then kind of right into that cold and flu season, right? Yeah. Where we don't quite know what that looks like. It's a good time to get a handle on these things just so you know how and where you're situated. Absolutely. So uh, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to sit down and look at your overall risk, how it's functioning in your retirement right now. And then if we need to address anything, we certainly can. And if not, hey, at least you got a great second opinion to know that uh, you're all set. You're okay, yeah. If that's something that you're interested in taking advantage of, give us a call at the office. That number is 817-328-6152. So we look forward to chatting with you next week as we wrap up our conversation on risk. Again, if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're always here. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan Take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to retiresimplypodcast.com. That's retiresimplypodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page to set up your 15-minute call to get your plan started right now. Tune in next week as we talk about Compass Retirement Solution and how we organize your money. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.